It's Saturday, April 15th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Energy and environment ministers of the Group of Seven Wealthy Nations met Saturday in northern Japan, seeking to reconcile the world's heavy reliance on fossil fuels with the urgency of ending carbon emissions to stave off the worst consequences of climate change. The meetings in the northern Japanese city of Sapporo are aimed at forging a consensus on the best way forward ahead of the G7 summit in Hiroshima in May. Speaking on the sidelines of the meeting, U.S. Presidential Envoy for Climate John Kerry said the G7 was, quote, powerfully positioned to be able to lead, end quote, in the effort to stem global warming. We appreciate Japan's leadership and its stewardship of G7 this year, but the differences persist over how and how quickly to end carbon emissions, especially at a time when the war in Ukraine has deepened concerns over energy security complicating that effort. In other news, the Justice Department announced charges Friday against more than two dozen people, including three sons of the drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman and other members of the notorious Sinaloa cartel. The crackdown is part of a far-reaching fentanyl trafficking investigation. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced fentanyl trafficking, weapons, and money laundering charges filed in the Southern District of New York, the Northern District of Illinois, and Washington, D.C. The charges target the largest, most violent, and most prolific fentanyl trafficking operations in the world, run by the Sinaloa Cartel and fueled by Chinese precursor chemical and pharmaceutical companies, Garland said. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans under the age of 40. It's a dangerous synthetic opioid that is more than 50 times more potent than heroin, the Justice Department said. In world news, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida was evacuated unharmed Saturday after someone threw an explosive device in his direction while he was campaigning at a fishing port in western Japan, officials said. Police wrestled a suspect to the ground as screaming bystanders scrambled to get away and smoke filled the air. Although no one was hurt and Kishida planned to continue campaigning Saturday, the chaotic scene was reminiscent of the assassination nine months ago of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, which also came on a campaign tour and continues to reverberate in Japanese politics. Kishida was visiting Saikazaki Port in Wakayama Prefecture to support his ruling party's candidate in a local election. The explosion occurred just before he was to begin his speech. Meanwhile, 50 years after the last U.S. combat troops left South Vietnam, Secretary of State Antony Blinken looked Saturday to strengthen America's ties with its old foes in Hanoi as it seeks to counter China's growing assertiveness in the Indo-Pacific. Blinken and Vietnamese Prime Minister Pham Minh Chin pledged to boost relations to new levels as they met just two weeks after the 50th anniversary of the U.S. troop withdrawal that marked the end of America's direct military involvement in Vietnam. Despite concerns over Vietnam's human rights record, Washington sees Hanoi as a key component of its strategy for the region and has sought to leverage Vietnam's traditional rivalry with its much larger neighbor China to expand U.S. influence in the region. We now hope to be able to take relations to an even higher level, Blinken said. And 
Montana's House of Representatives approved a bill Friday that would ban streaming app TikTok. It now moves to the governor's desk who can sign it into law. If approved, Montana would be the first state to ban TikTok downloads. The legislature and critics of the streaming service fear the Chinese government's potential to hoard U.S. user data that could potentially enable them to mount disinformation campaigns or otherwise manipulate users. Under Montana's bill, it would be illegal to allow downloading of TikTok in the state. Violators could face a fine of $10,000 a day. It is unclear what the outcome would be for those with the app already on their devices. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thanks for listening.